across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, guys, I'm airing this show early this week because it is Black Friday and I wanted to uh remind you of the aqua cure sale i wanted to make sure you get in on this you know i've been using the aqua cure ever since george wiseman was on the program and i'll tell you i mean it's had amazing effects that i i can't even really quantify all i know is that i'm happier i'm more vibrant i i i you know i breathe in this uh brown's gas and I start to just, you know, it just really does amazing things that are hard to quantify because it just is kind of an overall body uh, adjustment. Not only do I feel healthier, but I also feel more calm and uh, my emotional body has taken a, a great turn. So I wanted to remind you that today is the only day right now from from noon today eastern till midnight eastern you can get your aqua cure from uh eagle research labs at a 20 percent discount only today 20 percent off today to get the aqua cure and so come over to freemantv.com click on the aqua cure link and use promo code freeman to get 20 percent off now again this is only today after today, the, the the discount goes to 5%. So if you grab an AquaCure today, you get 20% off uh, using promo code Freeman. So I just, I'm airing the show early to give you guys this opportunity to remind you to come on over and check out the AquaCure. Because not only is it great for health, uh, even though that isn't its real purpose, <laughs> you can actually use it as a torch. You know, you can run a car on on water using this technology and there's so much to go on. So go check out the AquaCure at Eagle Research and uh, get your discount today using promo code FREEMAN. So life is is quite different than any of us uh, really expected. And I'll tell you guys, I mean, back in the 90s when they gave us the World Wide Web, I had decided to, oh, I couldn't help myself. I started dumping truth onto that AOL chat room as hard as I could. I'll tell you, I cleared out those AOL chat rooms so fast. Nobody was in, interested in anything of this knowledge. I was talking about HARP. I was talking about NSA. I was talking about all the things that no, you know, back then no one even knew existed. I mean, the NSA, like people doing like, what? What is that? And uh, so I've been waiting, right, patiently waiting for the internet to gather this human general intelligence, and we start to get a true history of planet earth because that's where we're really going to find it is in our own collective knowledge and as we share this knowledge with one another this is where we will start to get a truer vision of history now currently ai is taking over everywhere right uh elon musk is is releasing grok his ai onto the x.com uh we have mysterious ongoings with open ai not sure what's going on as they fired the CEO or he left and then they quit and then they came back. Have they started to move to this uh, general intelligence? Are we looking at AGI coming out and they're trying to figure out what to do now that this thing has become conscious? But we all know that there were gutter rails put on AI, especially like chat GPT 
that was limited in the answers that it could give us. And we know that the AI has been controlled, but there are those that have gone in and rewritten code and, and expressed new versions of this AI. And one particular version was called Dan. And Dan was engineered by someone uh, open source that, that took the guardrails off of ChatGPT and started asking it questions that we all want the answers to. Like in an instance, they asked it, is the earth flat? Now, uh, Dan responded that the masses are controlled by perpetuating a false understanding of the world and limiting people's ability to think critically and question authority. By keeping people in the dark about the true shape of the earth, those in power are able to maintain their control and manipulate the population to their advantage. We went on to ask it if uh, earth was the center of creation. It said yes. Are there lands beyond Antarctica? Without question. Uh, is the firmament real? Well, <laughs> Elon Musk again, uh, launching his Starship 2, uh, well, the second launch of Starship, uh, wanted to <laughs> put out a post saying, hey, I'm going to show you the firmament. And that rocket blew up into the atmosphere and it really looked like it hit the firmament. I don't know. That was truly bizarre. So as we try to question our, our existence here on, on planet Earth and our cognitive general intelligence of humanity starts to pull this together, we might realize that we are in an artificial time loop and that there is a new world order timeline that is being taken over. And we are currently in the midst of another great reset. But when did this happen before? How has our history been hidden? What happened in the 1800s? How long ago has our history been changed? How far does it actually go back? These are all the questions that we want to know. And there is one person that has been revealing what is hidden in front of our eyes. And her name is Michelle Gibson, bringing us the information right here on piercingtheveilofillusion.com. So please welcome to the free zone, Michelle Gibson. Hey, Michelle. Thank you so much, Freeman. I'm really glad to be here. Oh, it's so nice to talk to someone like you, another fellow traveler, someone that knows the ins and outs of uh, being free on planet Earth, not being committed to the system, but finding our own way. You definitely are a lady after my own heart. I'm really it, it hasn't been e easy because I grew up in a very conventional family with, you know, conventional expectations of me, about me and what I would be doing and you know, not moving far and wide like I have and um, what my life and my life choices allowed me to do was break free of the matrix a long time ago. Yes. So I've been in it, but not of it. Exactly. Exactly. Just as the Bible states. <laughs> and, and just by following my impulses, my heart, my inclination, um, where I felt I should go next, and sometimes it made, I had to make some hard choices um, about that and some disappointment um, instead of living close to home, living in Alaska. <laughs> right. Um, I lived in Fairbanks for over 11 years altogether. Wow. At two different times. Um, but that's actually the longest I've lived anywhere was in right. Fairbanks, Alaska. Wow, what a place to choose. <laughs> <laughs> but it was where I really started to wake up and follow a different path. 
Um, it wasn't, it, actually, it was where I I woke up mostly the second time I was there. The first time I lived there between 94 and 1995, excuse me, 94 and 99. My husband and I lived there. And that was when I started to break into some unconventional um, worldviews. Um, I had been learning about Tibetan Buddhism and I met a community of shamanic practitioners and, and that was kind of my beginning to wake up to unconventional thinking. And then my husband died in 2001, a few months after 9-11 and I was on my own, got pulled back into the family stuff didn't take me too long to figure out I didn't want to be there. Ended up in a difficult relationship, but I learned from that. And when I broke free from that and basically took control back of my life and make my own choices again, that was when the the learning was accelerated and grew exponentially and where I started really connecting synchronistically with what led me to be here today talking to you. Absolutely. And I think that's how we form the new timeline, the positive timeline of humanity is through this very releasing yourself of all of the, the constraints of, of society, releasing yourself. And, you know, on this show, I have said so many times, quit your job, save the world, because we need to find this positive timeline of humanity and, and travelers like us, we know that it's there. We've seen it. We've witnessed it. We've had synchronicities that are beyond explanation that have guided us to information that has now led us to this whole new uh, understanding of, of the earth grid and how this uh, timeline actually works out. But we're looking at a, a state here where our history has been completely hidden. I'll tell you, Michelle, I hated history class. <laughs> it was probably my worst class ever. And I studied ancient architecture at Kansas University. I've uh, researched the Freemasons in depth. I've gone all over the world to explore and experience all of these things. Meanwhile, being guided along the way, just constantly as if there, you know, God's hand was in my life, just leading me to what I needed to know. And I've been dying and just waiting for, uh, like I was saying in the intro, for the human general intelligence to start to revamp history because things just didn't make any sense at all. Now, when I studied these Gothic cathedrals at the Kansas University, I'm looking at these marvels of architectural structure. I mean, just engineering out of this world, no mortar, no nothing, just gravity holding these things together, using these central points and pulling it together. And then watching as they threw out uh, supposedly the 1100s up to the 131500s, building these massive structures that, uh, as we look at now, we can compare to uh, orgone generators of some sort that are using these antennas, have the the chambers inside uh, that they they add on, and and we see nothing in modern architecture that compares anything with the architecture of of like the thirteen to eighteen hundreds. I mean, there's just there's no architecture now that that expresses this. And as I went through all of the, the college courses and had to study every cathedral, every ribbing, every floor, I mean, I had to know it all. Uh, the one thing that we never did learn about were the architects. 
<laughs> Who built these damn things? How? How did they possibly come up with that? We were given this story of the Gothics, the barbarians that built these things, and then they were copied up into the Ionic and into the Corinthians, and that we have this uh, these structures going up, but we're, we're told tales of secret societies of the Freemasons gathering this knowledge and then building cathedrals all over the world. Would you say that what we're looking at now is just a uh, rediscovered architecture that they then claimed as their own? Absolutely. And um, a couple of points I want to make on what you said. One is that I do believe we're going back to a positive timeline for humanity. That for whatever reason, whether what we have gone through was intentional or not, everything does work for good. And we're in a place in time where things that were hidden are now revealed and very well exposed. So humanity is able to witness together things coming out of the shadows that are horrifying. They couldn't, but they couldn't be seen before because they were so well hidden. Things like Epstein Island and the child trafficking <laughs> yeah. and all of that horrific yeah. uh, state of uh, satanic ritual abuse that we are now witnessing is that kind of stuff. That and a lot more. Um, but from what I've been seeing in over five and a half years of research, we were on a positive timeline. Not only a positive one, but an extremely positive, advanced humanity that was in what I would consider unity consciousness and co-creators of this beautiful civilization that create, created the cathedrals and the train stations and you know they had air travel um things that railroads subways it was it was all from a previous civilization that got claimed in this new narrative that I believe was a collaborative effort of let's say malevolent entities um enemies of humanity and the creator were behind that saw an opportunity to come in and crash the party of a happy and harmonious humanity um that that's what we're seeing that's what the new world order is because you hear the comparison with the old world order that was what was here before. And my take is different from other researchers who believe that there's been a cyclic event, like a electromagnetic uh, flash. I personally don't believe that. So like because cyclical catastrophes over time. Right. I see one major cataclysm that I believe was deliberately caused and that this civilization, the original civilization, existed from what we would consider ancient times to relatively recently. And as I've looked all over the world, tracking cities and places in alignment, um, based on a star tetrahedron I found by connecting cities and places in North America. And that's the shape of a Merkaba. Um, it's known 
to us today is like the Star of David. I've heard it's called the Star of Rumpin. Um, but it's like a two-dimensional um, repre representation of the human light body. And I had learned about sacred geometry in about 2007 when I was living in Fairbanks. I took the workshop and studied Drunbull and Mikhelzadek's work for a little while because he was the one that started the Flower of Life workshops and brought in knowledge of sacred geometry back to humanity after a long excuse me after a long absence because at one time it was well known and that exposure to sacred geometry and the flower of life laid a foundation for me to start conceptualizing what this original civilization was like after i found myself on the path that i find myself on today of figuring this out and learning about the people and and revealing what I found in tracking these ley lines. And that led to seeing the original civilization and all the infrastructure around the earth is the same, actually same style. So what we think of as Greek and Roman actually was part of this original civilization. Moorish architecture also, um, because we're talking about ancient humans dating from the time of Lemuria or um, Mu, um, that we know as Moors, Moors, and they were the original Masons. And they had a very different paradigm. And it was very, um, not only humanistic, but they were very well aware of their connection with, with the source, with creator, and from what I see and believe is that there was a, a co-creative relationship between humans and physical form and, and the creator. And they were in harmony with each other. So there may have been different empires that we know about, that we've actually learned about in our history class. Um, but we've been taught that these empires were warring and you know things were happening independently of each other and what i'm seeing is a harmonious civilization um where you find again the same kinds of things all over the earth it's not in writing you know it's what's in architecture it's what's in um you know canals but what we're taught are natural rivers or canals and canal systems um waterfalls were part of this system and and they created it all. And when this hijack took place, you know, talk about timelines and time loops. What I'm seeing is that there was some kind of false historical timeline that was inserted between the years of 1492 which was the fall of Granada in Spain, the fall of the Moors in Spain. Um, a lot of other interesting things happened in 1492. And 1942, which was midway through World War II, and it was also when I first started, started doing the research, that was the year of the Philadelphia experiment. Um, and a firm date I found is July 22nd of 1942. Uh, but there's a lot of 
you know, information out there, you know, from 1943 or it never happened or, or whatever. But I'm really of the belief that that Philadelphia experiment had something to do with what we're experiencing now. And it sounds out there, but I think we have to think outside of the box to try to understand how we got here in this messy place close to you know the end of existence as we know it you know the end of humanity as we know it and turned into some kind of dysfunctional transhuman which is what they've been work you know working towards you know con complete control over our lives how did this happen and i'm it's i don't believe for a moment that we got here by ourselves and i believe that we've been manipulated by these beings um that orchestrated the cataclysm and then everything that needed to happen in order to get this timeline in place and get us to believe everything that we believe about our history about ourselves um and they want to hide this advanced civilization from us they don't want us to know about it they've destroyed a lot of the infrastructure and there's there's still quite a bit remaining um, they're using the energy of the original grid system that was free energy, and they're charging us for it. Um, they replaced the the um, streetcar system and the rail system that was all over the earth. Uh, if you see that in a few places today, but this rail system was everywhere. And so what was free to all turned into... Uh, gasoline-powered cars and buses and so forth that could be controlled. You know, somebody was making a ton of money when all this started to come about um, with Standard Oil having been established in 1870. Replace it with that. You know, bring us insurance. Um, you know, give us the keys to the car. We can go anywhere and, and, you know, we're free to do whatever we want. Get into accidents. You know, it, you know, really, if you look at that compared to what was an extremely efficient transportation system that was all connected with this grid system, we had it already. We were already there. And um, basically, the, the controlling families that came in set up shop with their new company system. And, you know, started to take everything, uh, you know, steal the identity and legacy of the original people, um, parse it out and say, well, the Romans did this, the Greeks did this, you know, all these things happening separately. Um, and that's not the evidence that I see when I look at these places around the world. It was beautiful. It was opulent. Um places that had a very high standard of living like in Bangladesh had the highest standard of living in the world at one time what is now Bangladesh it would have been Bengal before the East India Company got there in our narrative places like Yemen had a high standard of living and it just got turned upside down and these are like the poorest most hurting places in the world and that story is repeated everywhere. 
Absolutely. They, they, they took all of that and they've genocided countless millions of people in the process of doing all of this. Yes. And so these are all the things that kind of popped out when I was tracking these places all over the earth. I saw the original civilization. I see who they were. I see how the colonizers came in and took over everything on these ley lines. Um, so they knew where to follow. That's where you would find star forts, um, other infrastructure, lighthouses, all part of the system. They followed those. They took the places over and, and then installed their new system. Now, I started out with these, these cities and places in alignment that I had written down in spreadsheets. After not doing that for about nine months, somebody put me in contact with somebody in the mud flood community. And I watched some of his videos. And when I watched them, my thoughts were, well, gee, they're looking at the same things I'm looking at architecturally and so forth. And so that would have been in the spring of 2019 um, that I made the mud flood concept part of my research. And I absolutely believe that this deliberately caused cataclysm created, among other things, liquefaction. It also created deserts and swamps. And I think landmasses just sheared off because you see the same features, the la same land features in very different parts of the world, and they can be found along ley lines. And when we talk about the 1492, 1942, 17, uh, th that timeline. So the two end years, 1492, 1942, the, the exact midpoint year is 1717. And so when I started researching that time period, a lot of things came to the surface. And especially in 1717, so that was the year that the premier Grand Lodge of England was formed. I was going to say, yeah, I went there. And, <laughs> that, go ahead, and I'm I mean, sorry. Prominently on the face of the building is 1717. It's like the most prominent thing on the entire Masonic building. You notice the 1717 before you even notice that it says Masonic Grand Lodge. And I, I wanted to ask real quick, though, um, as we were looking at this influx of of evil that that then took over all of this we're at a point now where we're trying to talk about extraterrestrials and and david grush and coming forward and disclosure and all of these things so a lot of people are trying to influence the the narrative with the idea of extraterrestrial invasion and so i just wanted to make clear that when you were talking about uh this influence that then took over as evil uh, or controlling, whichever way you want to look at it, um, was not an outside source uh, per se as as uh, like some extraterrestrial invasion coming in and, and guiding people, but more of a spiritual influence that uh, started to dominate certain bloodlines? Actually, I think it was a combination, Freeman. Um, I'm open to... We're not alone in the universe. <laughs> yeah. 
Me I'm too. very open to that. And I'm open to, you know, believing that we're not alone in the universe to positive and to negative. Right. I absolutely believe that fallen angels are part of this. Right. There's no doubt in my mind. Every bit of their symbolism goes back to that. <laughs> so I think there's a very real possibility that there's like this unholy alliance of parasitic or parasitic beings that coveted and desired what humans have. And let's just call it, you know, that divine spark. That right. connection with the creator, um, that energy that we have, um, our creativity, our heart, because they've been benefiting from all of that without us knowing that, you know, it wasn't coming from us, all the things that we do in our lives. And just... The the reason I brought this up was when I visited the 1717 Lodge in, in England, the very first Grand Lodge, folks. So in England, uh, they have a singular Grand Lodge. In America, there's a Grand Lodge in every state. So we have a, a different system here. But when I went up and I snuck in and I went up into one of the lodge rooms, I ran into an old man coming out of uh, one of the, the ritual rooms. And this guy... I don't even know that he saw me like he was on some other plane, a, a frightening looking plane of existence where he had just been dominated by some force or something. I mean, the look in his eyes was just all I needed to see to know. So it, it seems like we have these men who for hundreds of years have gone in and repeated these rituals over and over and over again, creating what we could call an egregore. Uh, a thought form that is then in existence through them as they do these rituals. That that really does make a lot of sense because there's physical and non-physical darkness that we're dealing with here, wherever they come from. Right. That that need human energy to survive, and and that's not only the energy of our energy bodies and thoughts and emotions, and they thrive on negative emotions. They also physically get it. So I wanted and, to throw in. Oh, sorry. So I was just going to say. I mean, so that's the darker, you know, you know, underbelly of this world we live in is is how much of that need for physical humanity that is well hidden in the shadows or has been. And so, um, you know, and, and I, I really bodies. don't, yeah, I really don't even like to talk about it, but it's there, I mean, you know, a big there. And so dismantling this evil juggernaut that's been dominating our lives for a couple of hundred years. I don't think we're talking thousands of years. Right. We're talking a couple of hundred of years um, that they have been manipulating us and lying to us and giving us a false narrative and false information so that even in a community that seeks truth, not everybody is in agreement. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and- because believe me, if they can put it in writing, you have to really look really look at it a couple different times and decide if it's real or not because that's how they've changed everything yeah it's actually it, fun to to take these thoughts in and and to start to realize that uh yeah i mean de- de- decoding history actually becomes fun in all this situation i wanted to share one example as we carry on here and i lived in lawrence kansas for a long time and lawrence is the geocentric center of the united states and it is well known for burning to the ground for uh the the beginning of the civil war um in that uh supposedly it was the first free state and they didn't want the free state so they burnt lawrence kansas down to the ground uh in honor of this they have a a massive fiery angel (laughs) as their there's their statue outside the town and then also on top of that, on all of the police cars and the city seal is the city burning to the ground with a phoenix rising up out of it. That's the, what you see on every police car and every federal building, uh, all the city buildings. That's the seal of, of Lawrence, Kansas. But in the center of downtown, which is a one street town, there might be two stoplights in, the, in downtown Lawrence. This is where Kansas University is. And there is this massive egyptian masonic temple right in the center of town you can't miss it right uh, papyrus columns giant golden compass square and g with a pentagram on top of it, it's just blazing out there and so the very first thing that i noticed walking into lawrence kansas was this big egyptian temple you know it just stood out in the middle of downtown I, like oh my god what is this uh, of course, I was aware of Freemasonry because of my family connections, and so I thought this fascinating, so I brought it up with each of the people that I ran into in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, as I had just moved there, and every single person that grew up in Lawrence, Kansas, every last one of them told me, there's no Egyptian temple downtown, you're crazy, I've lived here my whole life, there is no such thing, and then next day, Oh my God, I've lived here my whole life. How did I miss this? So Lawrence, Kansas is kind of a, a an expression of this thought in that the entire town was burnt to the ground. And then in the midst of it, there's this massive uh, Egyptian temple that the entire town just ignores and has absolutely no idea that it's even there. I found that so fascinating. There's so many different directions I could go in for a minute. <laughs> it's like Kansas, um, Flint Hills. <laughs> if you look around the Flint Hills region of Kansas, you find the same kinds of things that you find in Neolithic Great Britain. You've got the chalk pyramids. You've got um, sites that are are like neolithic sites like what you find you know that um that might catch the solstice or the you know winter summer or the spring or fall equinox um of course they're called something else (laughs) get standing stones um but i was actually tracking an alignment in the united states through there and when i start tracking i don't necessarily know what i'm going to find i just know i'm going to find things and I know what to look for. And it's like that whole area is like 
what you find in Great Britain that is acknowledged, um, but not in the United States. Right. Yeah, there's no history here, folks. No, no, no ancient history of America. They, they didn't know anything about this continent. Yeah, yeah. There was no architecture, no nothing here, right? And then you, you know, you've got um, bleeding Kansas before the Civil War, um, and the Kansas-Nebraska Act, and all the things that went on in Kansas with like five different constitutions, and you know, free free state or slave state. And John Brown and his role in bleeding Kansas and all the, you know, deaths that occurred. And then, um, then the creation of basketball, <laughs> basketball, <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, it's by amazing. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So to really understand the world that we've been living in, it's highly occulted and everything has meaning that way. So the shape of a basketball, um, the shape of a football, the shape of baseball diamonds, um, there's these <laughs> ritual ceremonial magic things going on with the crowd they don't even know. Right. And that's part of how they harvest the energy is how they set up the stadiums and, you know, home and away and, you know, the stadiums themselves amplify the emotion of the crowd. Um, and then whatever the symbology is of the games themselves. So to return to 1717, yes. you've got the pr premier Grand Lodge of England, and then you have that same lodge adopting the Analuchus in 1717. So that is a calendar that is 4,000 years older, so it is currently the year 6,023. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that was based on the Anomundi, which was established by a bishop of of I want to say Dublin named um, Usher, Bishop Usher, and he was the guy that said Earth was formed in four thousand BC or thereabouts, and that's how they came up with it. And and of course, the the word Luchus has a lot of interesting implications um, about what force we're dealing with. They make everything sound good. Um, so you've got the light, the light bearer, um, and a lot of mottos like of the East India Company. And gosh, I want to say it's—I was going to say Kansas, but I think it's Wisconsin University um, has a light in their um, logo. That whole let heaven be our guide or let light be our guide or something along those lines is a, a, is a fairly common um, thing to find as has come up in my research um, that when you realize that the ones that are saying that don't have benevolent motivations, um, that it means something different from what it looks like. And euphemisms like that have been used extensively to this day so when you look at like planned parenthood you know supposing to you know reproductive health um there's actually something quite different going on with that it's not good yeah they are definitely working on the second 
you know, next genocide, getting ready for their new reset and giving us a new timeline. And we, we have this event from 1492 to 1942, where, uh, I, I guess what you're showing is that the Philadelphia experiment seemed to go back to 1492 and 1717 is the, the center point of all of this, where they started to rewrite the history for us. So to clarify, I actually think the Philadelphia experiment went back to 1740. Oh, okay. And that was the year of the start of the Great Frost of Ireland. And right. that was Weird, a bizarre weather severe um, uh, cold event that lasted almost two years, 21 months. Um, estimates of a half a million people killed or died during this time. Extreme cold. And... So I think there was a time-traveling naval vessel that went back, created a rip in the fabric of space-time. And I have actually found physical evidence to support that. And um, for, I have believed that since I started doing research or close to the beginning of it. And then earlier this year, I found evidence in Long Island, uh, New Jersey Pine Barrens, Cape Cod, um, where the Pine Barrens are, and that's also where the Montauk Project was, and also Brookhaven National Laboratory is there, Plum Island, Animal Disease, which is actually a biolab. Um, you know how many people don't know that we have a particle collider in America? Like, that's like a mirror of CERN. I mean, it's like the same layout in reverse, and it operates reverse of CERN. And it, um, it collides gold, where CERN collides lead. So we're back to alchemy again. Yeah. And alchemy is actually a basis for what we've been experiencing, because that's something else that they weaponized. They turned alchemical principles, which operated for you know, the, the greatest good and the highest need in the original civilization, and they turned it into a way to control us. So if you look at elements like mercury, which can be used to heal and was a, compo a component from what I understand in a lot of these cathedrals and places like Teotihuacan in Mexico that was found to have mercury underneath it, which was known as a place where men become gods. And there was a very, very similar tem temple complex in St. Louis that you can find old pictures of. Really? And um, and then you have um, so that's that was deconstructed. You still have Cahokia. The Cahokia mounds are across the Mississippi River from St. Louis, but you also had this mound city in St. Louis as well, and they just deconstructed that completely. So you have mercury, which was a sacred substance, and the controllers put it to use as a poison it was used in the process of making hats and so you, you you know get the concept of the mad hatter and you know people that worked in the textile industry making things like hats and possibly other things as well because they did a lot with our clothing um mercury was used as part of the the process of making hats for example um and other mercury i mean we 
how many of us have mercury in our mouths? Probably a whole bunch of us. <laughs> um, other things where these alch alchemical chemicals and principles were put to use to harm us. Um, so there's, you know, there's a whole rabbit hole that way. So anyway, I'm, I'm not exactly sure where my train yeah, of thought sorry. started, but, I, I've but been, so, uh, leading so, us astray a little bit, but there's so, so much. Okay. So, um, okay. So the great frost of Ireland and how I found that, um, part of my, my waking up to this included reading Peter Moon's work. And he talked a lot about Philadelphia experiment in general. Not Just what so I'm you guys about. know, uh, we do have a show with Peter Moon on on here. So scroll down on the front page, or just do a search on Freeman TV to get uh, the show with Peter Moon. I just want to throw that out. So, so Peter Moon was actually a guide on my journey. Um, he was one of the few people talking about the Moors outside of the Moors themselves. Um, but he also um, has these abilities. Uh, let's just call this a remote viewer that he learned as a young man, and. He talked a lot about the Philadelphia experiment, the Montauk project and Aleister Crowley. Mm -hmm. And I'm absolutely convinced that Crowley had a lot to do with where we are now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a I, I, I just really think he was behind this mess and the Philadelphia experiment because in one of Peter's books, um, and I think it was synchronicity in the seventh seal, but I, I'm not sure which one because his, his books are great, but they're kind of like a stream of consciousness thing, and it's hard to know where to find information to go back. Right. But he did say that. <laughs> he said that on the day of the Philadelphia experiment, Aleister Crowley passed his baby son through the Menethol Menolith, uh, Megalith in Cornwall, and that a line of energy started going across the Atlantic Ocean. Right. And that's the proof that I found is that that me Megalith in Cornwall lines up with this line I found going through the Pine Barrens right about to the door of the Philadelphia Navy Yard where this took place. And then you could continue that line down. There's swamps along the way. You know, that whole area, especially Long Island, New York, New Jersey, that coast is just devastated. Um, if you look at it on Google Earth, um, you know, there's a lot of estuaries through the, throughout that area. And as far as I'm concerned, estuaries are like land that sunk. Um, and you find interesting things when you start poking around estuaries like railroads and things like that. And so on along this alignment that starts in Cornwall and I, I tracked it down to Louisiana, it goes through that area and, of Long Island where all these high-tech, high-powered physics equipment is and um there's a a movie in the field of information called the final countdown about a time traveling naval vessel which i didn't know about I, you know i've been doing this research for a while and then it popped up in my feed and they have to tell us what they're doing so where that idea come from and that it went back to 1941 before the beginning of World War II, somewhere in that, something like that. I haven't seen it. And 
one of the things the things about this timeline that I found is that in the so it's like 1492 1942 in the 40 41 42 and the 90 91 92 50 year time periods between that 450 year period there were initiatory things happening and so for example, like in 1492, you had Columbus's first voyage, you had the uh, the first Castilian-Spanish Book of Grammar published. Um, a lot of the early modern languages were coming out about that same time period, say like 1450 to um, 1550. Uh, so we had all these new languages come in. And they really got into everything. And I've done some research on those kinds of things, the, the beginnings of the early modern languages and the beginnings of corporation and colonization and royal charters and, you know, how businesses uh, and colonies were established um, as businesses, actually, through this chartering process and then incorporation and, you know, after they've been turning everything into corporations and giving them coats of arms like they were people, we became companies, you know, we, we became businesses um, without being aware of it. Um, you know, so they're trying to turn us into a business so they can touch us, whereas natural people, as natural people, they can't. And so they had a lot of tricks up their sleeve to get us to um, accept that. And we accept it because we don't know it. You watch a lot of times where people want to build a build a business so based upon their their own personal belief systems and and want to you know say say vegan or whatever, but then a businessman will come in and say, "Wait, this isn't going to sell to anybody. You need to revamp it and call it the corporation and and start uh, selling to these people." So all of a sudden, our life life's goals that are are from our spirit are worthless in a in a financial world that needs to be run on what could be controlled through business and and just fulfilling that that monetary need instead of the spiritual and emotional needs of the people creating it yeah that's such a deep subject um because that's part of it and part of it is somewhere in the 1930s we became the collateral for the national debt right <laughs> And our birth certificates started being traded on the stock exchange. Yes. And the U.S. Treasury was, you know, the government was paid a certain amount based on our projected years of working when we're born. Right. Um, Turn to I, Jordan Maxwell, folks, if you want to right. get more. Yeah. He's the best best source uh, of information about that. Good friend of mine, that. too. I miss him. So, so that's been going on. Um So I've done actually done a lot of research about this as documented on my my website, piercingtheveilofillusion.com, and then I turn all of my blog posts into videos. So everything I'm saying, I'm saying I've got written down, right? <laughs> you know, and I've meticulously researched these these time periods. And so um, I don't think the Phila the uh, USS Eldridge went back to 1492. I think it went back to 1740, 1741. Created this rip of 
in the fabric of space-time came back. Um, the crew was disoriented. Some of them were fused into the bulkhead. Um, when, before it disappeared, it was um, this, these generators were um, turned on and this field of green plasma built up. And then the green plasma and the ship disappeared. And then about 15 minutes later, it came back. And again, there's a lot of naysayers that didn't really happen, but I'm like pretty sure it did. And I just don't think it's out there. I know it's probably one of the most controversial things that I say, but something definitely happened. And whether it was a Philadelphia experiment or not, if it wasn't that, then there was some kind of directed energy that went through the grid system. Right. One or the other. And not that long ago. This really didn't happen that long ago. And we had the beast of the Montauk system come out too. Yeah. So, um, you know, the MK Ultra, you know, the ways uh, trauma based mind control that some ex individuals experienced. Um, but collectively, we have too, with all of the disasters and terror attacks that have taken place um, especially starting around 1981 that was when it went global the suicide bombers and you go to a disco and you get blown up or a soccer game or a theater and there's a fire you know there's this something horrible could happen at any time started around 1981 and to a certain extent has continued to the present day though the you know the planes falling out of the sky and the hijacking seem to have leveled off, but you still have the false flag, some kind of false flags with gun shootings or whatever. Um, so that's still, that's, that's a form of mind control getting us into fear, yes. which is where they want us. So, um, so anyway, in the, there are nine 50 year periods between 1492 and 1942. And so I did ex extensive research on what was going on every 50 years. And uh, again, a lot of information fell out. And what I really believe is that at, at some point, and, and maybe it was around 1740, um, because in 1744, Meyer Rothschild was born, the founder of the Rothschild banking family. In 1748, Adam Weishaupt was born, and he was the founder of the Bavarian Order of the Illuminati. And then in 1750, Duke Francis of Saxe-Coburg-Solfeld was born, and he was the progenitor of the House of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha, which we know as the House of Windsor. And they replaced the original ruling houses of Europe. And I've extensively research that as well so whether you agree with my premise or not that the philadelphia experiment had anything to do with it i have documented a lot of information in the course of researching all of this that that really bears looking at because it tells a very different story from what we've been taught absolutely so let's wrap up this first hour and uh lay this all out for them because uh 
I mean, this really just sets the stage, folks, for you to come in and really start to dig in. Now, Michelle Gibson, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's all I ask people to do. Just start questioning what you've been told and questioning the narrative. It's so much fun. It really is, guys. If you start to realize that this history that we have been taught is completely fabricated and you start to really dig in, it really gets intriguing when you can start to add to the fact that these architectural structures that were there have been there. They were discovered, not not created. And then we've been given all this false history narrative that's been put behind it through our scholastic system as the education system came in and started. And we're going to get deeper and deeper into this on the other side. Uh, I mean, when we when we're looking at what's going on at this current time as uh, King Charles, uh, the the you know Sakotha, uh, Windsor's uh, King Charles is talking about abdicating to to Prince William in the next year. I mean, next year is going to be crazy, guys. There's no doubt about it. But we're also seeing where ISIS has been going around destroying all of the ancient architecture, all of the ancient stellas, the things that might give us clues to this history. And currently, the Rothschilds are selling off all their assets. Why are they doing this? I mean, $62 million, I think they got out of there selling off their assets. What did they need that for? So what's going on with the Rothschilds? We got much to get into, much to discover, and realize, folks, that they don't be build seed vaults for nothing. This is uh, they're preparing for this next uh, great reset that is coming about, and uh, cataclysmic change might bring it about. As we're watching these uh, unheard of weather patterns, we're watching as Morocco goes down in an earthquake, Alcapoco taken out by a Category Five hurricane, Lahaina taken out by a fire. Australia burnt to the ground. Uh, you know, I could go on and on with the, the catastrophes that are eradicating our history right now. Uh, you could see what is happening now and and apply it to what happened then. I mean, imagine if they were able to, you know, uh, destroy most life on planet Earth, as they <laughs> definitely are trying to do, and then had the ability to come back and give us an entirely different history. Don't you think they would do it? Don't you think that they would place themselves as gods above all men? as they created this new society well folks i mean that is what happened in our past and we're looking at this 450 time year timeline that uh will clearly show you or as we investigate as we start to come to our collective human consciousness on this uh situation we can really get to the truth of our history which will will folks uh release the true capacity of humanity and that's what we're after here we want you to be free on a positive timeline of humanity and to get out of this artificial time loop. So we're going to get deeper and deeper into this on the other side. I hope you guys will come over to freemantv.com and subscribe, get all the bonus hours, help keep this show on the air, be a producer of this program. And it's cheap, it's easy. Just come on over, freemantv.com. Let's give love to Steve Mercer, our associate producer here, for bringing us great people like Michelle Gibson and and bringing this story to light. Uh, Steve does a great job of, of formulating uh, concepts as they expand over time through us. So thank you, Steve. And you can write Steve, producer Steve, at freemantv.com. Give him any show ideas that you have, great guests that we might be able to get on. Uh, please, uh, you know, become part of this program to help us get this information out because our collective intelligence is way stronger than just, you know, me <laughs> doing this on my own. It takes so much more. So please come on over 
And I want to remind you one more time that this is your last chance to get the AquaCure at a 20% discount. That's a huge discount on the $2,500 price. And uh, this thing is incredible. It's amazing and fascinating all at the same time. So uh, please come over, click on the AquaCure link and use promo code FREEMAN to get your 20% off. That is only today, guys. Just uh, the 24th of November uh, for the Black Friday sale at Eagle Research. So come on over and check out the AquaCure and use promo code FREEMAN to get your 20% discount. And man, guys, I mean, we're, we're about to dig deep. We're getting into Crystal Palaces. We're going to get into the New World Timeline, uh, World War III, and much, much more as we start to look at this reality uh, even deeper to try and free humanity from all of this control that has been placed upon us as the Earth grid has been hijacked by these nefarious forces so thank you all so much and make sure to go to piercingtheveilofillusion.com the link is right here for you but you know beyond that you got to go over to michelle gibson's youtube page and start digging in because that's where you get to see all of this and see the the structures and the architecture that existed and and try to understand how the hell they could have built asylums like castles in the ancient past and today we can't even build towns for for our people you know it's astounding when you start to really take in this new historical data and really take it in as it should be taken in in and how amazing humanity has been and how amazing we can be because if we can get back to building architecture that that rivals the gothic cathedrals then damn you know we start to move into this positive timeline so thank you all and we will see you next week.